In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Luna Love of the Podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Araqual people of the Bundjalung Nation, and pays respects to elders past, present, and emerging. I'm your host, Jordana Levine, and in today's episode, we're going to explore the Leo full moon. We need to talk first about something else. (laughs) We need to talk about Pluto moving into Aquarius. I am so disappointed in the internet. I mean, I always am. Nothing new there, but like especially with Pluto moving into Aquarius because it's got everybody freaking out or thinking it's a way more immediate, substantial thing than it is. On a macro level, on a long term, slowly unraveling, and when we look back in 20 years time level, yeah, Pluto moving into Aquarius will have made some massive shifts in society. And yeah, maybe even created some long term transformations within each and every one of us on a personal level. But everyone is acting like something major is going to happen immediately. There's lots of fear, like loads. And guys, it's wasted energy. All right. I promise. Now, if you have planets in Aquarius, yeah, you'll feel it for a brief segment of this 20 year transit. But only if your sun, moon, rising, Venus, Mars or Mercury are in Aquarius or Leo, Taurus, and Scorpio. If it's Aquarius, that's because one of those planets is going to be forming a conjunction with Pluto at some point, right? If it's Leo, those planets are going to be forming an opposition with Pluto at some point. Now, if it's Taurus or Scorpio, they're going to be forming a square with Pluto at some point. If that means diddly squat to you, don't stress, just let it go. Or you can book yourself in for a transit reading and I can explain how it pertains to you. Or if you do want to understand this stuff all on your own, this is the kind of stuff we learn in celestial storytelling. Albeit we're talking about aspects, so that won't be till level two, but you need to have done level one to do level two because level one is the important foundational knowledge. Level one kicks off on March 4. If you're interested in that, definitely click the link in the show notes of this episode. Sorry, that wasn't meant to be a plug for that. But that's the stuff we're going to learn, right? On the subject of celestial storytelling, people keep asking me if I'm going to be running level one again this year. Definitely not 
again in 2024. And I want to say, yes, I'm going to be running it next year in 2025. But the weird and wonderful way in which my life unfolds, I just can't guarantee it. I can't guarantee it. Who knows what opportunities will present themselves next year. I can't hold myself to that. So if something inside of you is saying, yeah, I want to do this course, then I really urge you to do it in this round in March. There are payment plans available. And I mean, oh my goodness, this knowledge will be your greatest self-awareness tool for the rest of your life. I promise you that. All right, let's go back to Pluto in Aquarius. Sorry, tangent. So we spoke about if you have the personal planets in Aquarius, right? So again, that's Sun, Moon, Rising, Mercury, Venus, Mars. At some point, they're going to either, if they're in Aquarius, conjunct Pluto. If they're in Leo, they're going to oppose Pluto. If they're in Taurus or Scorpio, they're going to square Pluto. Now, if you have the outer planets in any of those signs, Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, or Neptune, you're barely going to notice the difference, right? So please don't overthink that. Now, it gets even more nuanced than that, all right? So over the year 2024, Pluto is going to move from zero degrees, degrees, zero degrees Aquarius to one degree Aquarius. For context, the sun moves through 30 degrees of a sign in one month, right? The moon changes sign every two and a half days. So yeah, Pluto is so slow, so, so slow. So unless the personal planet in question is zero degrees to let's say five degrees for maximum impact, you're barely going to notice Pluto's movements this year. All right. And guys, this is me being real with you. The internet and yes, Some astrologers love clickbait content. And understandably, it's a business. The more engaged people are with their posts, the better. I get it. I'm not here for that stuff, which you can probably tell from my Instagram because I don't post on it very much. Promising you incredible transformative energy overnight, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. What you may notice is a newfound understanding of where Pluto has been traveling prior to now. So that for your reference is through Capricorn. I spoke about it in the subscriber episode last week, but for me, Pluto had been traveling through my house of relationships since 2008. Now, day to day, I couldn't feel that impact, right? But looking back over the past 16 years, And the way that I have transformed in the context of relationships, profound, right? And as Pluto now changes signs, it's almost like I feel a completion there as Pluto moves on to the next house. Now, this is a little advanced. So if you're just here for the moon stuff, I promise we're going to dive into the Leo full moon very, very soon. But I need to explain natal charts one more time because people are confused and understandably, it's really hard to get your head around unless you understand the foundations of astrology. So all of us have all of the 12 signs in our natal chart. So even if you don't have planets in those signs, you're still going to have the sign within certain houses of your chart. I personally use a house system as an astrologer called Placidus. I use it because it's more accurate. 
Some astrologers use a house system called the whole sign house system. This means that the natal chart each contains one whole sign. It makes it very neat. It makes it very perfect. It means that if you are talking to the masses as an astrologer, you can make sweeping statements because you only have to um, categorize people into 12 categories, basically. For example, if you are an Aries rising, then an astrologer could say Pluto is moving into your 11th house. Like that's how neat it is. And it's very neat in that sense. It can make it very easy to learn, but I don't feel like you're getting the accuracy from the transits when you do it that way. Yeah, it's great for social media. It's good for writing horoscopes. It's good for talking to large amounts of people, but it doesn't personalize it. In Placidus, all of the houses are different sizes. Well, not all of them. Anyway, we'll learn that in celestial storytelling. We don't have to go into it now. But what that means is that Aquarius for you or Capricorn might cover two houses or just a fraction of one house. It's down to your own individual chart, right? I wanted to say this because I said just before, I said I had Pluto in my seventh house and now it's in my eighth. That's just by chance. Capricorn took up the majority of my seventh house, right? And it takes up a tiny fraction of my eighth. As we are now in Aquarius, we are fully in the eighth house for me. My eighth house actually contains Capricorn, Aquarius and three degrees of Pisces, right? So look, I just wanted to clarify that because I think many of you are confused. I was getting lots of DMs over the weekend and that's fine. Like it's totally normal to be confused. I want you to understand that it's very uh, intricate and nuanced astrology, but this is what celestial storytelling is going to teach you guys. Anyway, I just wanted to clear that up. Re Pluto. If all of that went over your head, totally fine. Totally fine. Give yourself a little shake out. And let's jump into this week's Leo full moon. The Leo full moon will take place on Friday, January 26 at 4.54 a.m. in Sydney, Thursday, January 25 at 5.54 p.m. in London and 12.54 p.m. in New York. This is our first full moon for 2024, which feels wild because for me, it already feels like April. (laughs) Is anyone else feeling that? Or at least like the 45th day of January. Leo full moons remind us of the importance of joy and play. I think in January, we can get so bogged down in goals and ambitions and what we want to achieve that we forget to enjoy the present. But also, what if your intentions were around seeking more joy and play this year? right? When I ask people in readings what they do for play, usually met with silence and I get it. I struggle with it too. I want you to think of play as the ability to feel childlike joy, innocence, spontaneity without the fear of criticism and judgment. And that goes for your own criticism and judgment as well as others. There is no agenda with play. There is no necessary outcome. That's a task I want you to assign yourself under this Leo full moon. Play more. How can I play more? Now, Leo full moons are always an interesting expression of the moon because Leo rules the sun. 
So there's almost like this solarization that happens to Luluna. Leo lights her up, lights us up. Do you remember how during the Cancer full moon that we had last month, I spoke of the moon's need to go inward, get introspective, crawl into that protective crab shell? Well, Leo is a reaction to this. Because you have recharged, because you guys did that, right? Now it's time to express yourself. Leo is all about showcasing the personality in the light of the sun. But in this case, the light of the full moon. Leo says a big fat yes to life. And this is something that's always stuck with me concerning Leo. And I want to share it with you too, because it kind of rides on the coattails of what we're experiencing this Aquarius season. You know how Leos are usually quite extroverted, unashamed to shine their light. They're playful, creative, warm, generous. That's because Leo trusts the world. It trusts that the universe is loyal to it as Leo is loyal to everyone and everything. Leo trusts life. And when you trust life, you're brave and courageous enough to hop on stage in the spotlight and perform your God darn truth in spoken word performance or interpretive dance. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you trust life right now? And if your score is less than eight, why? Serious question, guys. What's preventing you from trusting life? Leo is happy as long as there is a stage in which to express creativity. This is why Leos are often entertainers. This is their means of creative self-expression. Dancing, singing, acting, painting, designing, storytelling. The closer the distance between performer and audience, the better, because this allows for instantaneous feedback. I want to interject right here with a Leo reco for you and something interesting that I observed. There's this new show on Prime Video called Dance Life. It's very good. It's a doco series that follows Brent Street, a Sydney dance school. I went there. I bet a bunch of you went there as well. Um, It follows them through their 2022 graduate class. So that class is basically teenagers who are fresh out of high school looking to pursue dance full time, like to be professional performers on stage, right? There was 1,800 people, I think, who went through the auditions and I think like 60 of them made it into the course. So these dancers are elite, yeah? The best of the best. But also they're young. Many of them have dedicated their entire lives to dance since they were toddlers. On stage, they're magnificent, full of confidence, very Leo, right? Off stage, many of them, Not all of them are insecure, shy, unsure of themselves, not very trusting of life. They're living their lives based on the validation of their teachers and their agents and their students. And what probably started off as something really playful and fun for them when they were a kid has now become their life. Yeah. And I witnessed for many of them, although there was a joy that was felt on stage It also came with a lot of pressure, which kind of took the joy away. 
And look, it's the perfect energy to describe Leo because this is what we have to be aware of with Leo energy. When we speak of that warmth, that generosity, that loyalty, and that ability to shine, it needs to be embodied, right? It's one thing to perform and express yourself creatively and find joy in doing so. But can you find the same joy when not on stage, when not being applauded? There's lessons in this for all of us, right? Also, watch the TV show. It is fantastic. I think it's only five episodes. I devoured it on a Sunday um, and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. The last thing I want to note regarding Leo energy is their heart energy. Yeah, everything comes from the heart with Leo. They are heart-centered creatures. Their warmth, their pride, their loyalty, their desire to put on a four-act play for you all comes from the heart. Yeah, sometimes the ego, but mostly with the intention to bring joy from their heart to yours. This isn't a Leo season episode. This is about how this Leo energy translates to the moon and what we can do to make the most of it. So let's have a look at it from the perspective of this Leo full moon and how we might experience that energy. Like I said before, there are many notes that we can take from Leo. Celebrating self, harnessing a childlike innocence, incorporating play, standing confidently in your self-expression. These are wonderful suggestions under this full moon. We're not shrinking into our shell with this moon like we did last moon. We're stepping onto the stage directly under the spotlight. If the idea of that scares the hell out of you, more reason to put yourself out there. Of course, I don't mean a literal stage unless that's your thing and you needed a little bit of a nudge from me, but rather I mean celebrating who you are, putting yourself out there. So yeah, perhaps it's the stage, but perhaps it's on social media. Perhaps it's starting to date. Perhaps it's simply stepping outside of your house if you've been hermiting. Hermiting? Is that a word? I don't think it is. The underlying energy of what you are showcasing is pride, a healthy expression of being proud of yourself, owning your authenticity, stepping out into your truth. Now, Pluto, who I've been banging on about, is opposing this moon. It's a weakish opposition, but it still stands. I would say that this Pluto opposition will likely add a little intensity to the effects of this full moon, emotional intensity, fiery intensity, not really sure, never really sure how it's going to play out, FYI. But either way, I'd follow the intensity, follow the intensity, follow your passions, seek joy, prioritize play, and not just this weekend or this, you know, end of this week, but like in your life, yeah? Let's look at some ways that we can work with this Leo full moon. Master up the courage to step outside your comfort zone. Leo, the lion, is courageous and strong, yet soft like a little putty cat. Yeah, Try bravery with this energy. Find a softness in your strength. Sometimes it's the heavy armor that we think is required to be brave that deters us from stepping into the unknown. Do as Madonna does and express yourself. 
This is gonna look different for everyone, but I recommend something that gives you full body tingles. Was that a really millennial reference I just made? You guys know that Madonna had a song called Express Yourself, right? Okay, good. <laughs> Dancing is great, whether it's in the kitchen or actually going to a dance class. If dancing isn't your thing, maybe it's painting or drawing, maybe it's creative writing or belting out a tune. I don't know. You decide what allows you to express yourself. It could be with a certain outfit choice. It could be the nuance of your speech. It could be what you do with your hands when you're talking. It's up to you, right? But really have a think about how it is you're expressing yourself and if it's coming from a really authentic place. And while we're thinking about the self, very Leo, praise yourself. Drop any thoughts you just had about ego when I said that. Praising yourself and being proud of yourself is a virtue and we need to be doing it more. If you have a group of friends you feel super close with, it might be nice to hold a full moon circle and go around and say one thing you were proud about yourself and one piece of praise for each person in the circle. If you are interviewing for a job or own your own business, it's also a great time to promote and publicize yourself. I guess we could say the same for if you're on a dating app, that's a form of self-promotion. If you get stuck with this, which a lot of people do, just bring yourself back to your heart. Yeah, tuning into your heart energy and radiate authenticity and you are going to be just fine. I promise. Then lastly, passion projects and passionate romance. It is a fire moon. I've spoken about the heart a lot with Leo and passion is definitely part of this. Dial up the passion in your relationships under this full moon by expressing what it is you desire, right? And if you're single, take note of who sparks a flame within you. It might not be who you imagined it would. This goes for projects too. Take note what things in your life you feel passionate about and do more of that, even if it doesn't logically make sense right now. And because this is a full moon, it's a beautiful time to release, let go and surrender. So even though it's a fire moon, it can be a bit tricky with the fire moons because we feel very activated, right? There's a lot of like action that wants to be taken. There's like a fire within us that wants to come out. You might have that energy, but it's also really important that you are releasing and letting go the things that are preventing you from moving forward. So we always say like, what do you need to release and let go on a full moon so that your intentions can manifest on the new moon? What I want you to think about with the Leo full moon is what do I need to let go of in order to experience more joy and allow myself to play? For me, it's embarrassment I probably need to let go of. I don't know why. I do know why. I have sat in my fifth house. I get very serious about playing. I mean, I'm a really fun person. If you've ever hung out with me, you'll know that. But even as a kid, I was quite serious. I couldn't just abandon myself doing silly things, you know, which is just so boring. I hope my kids are never like that. Um, so if there is something standing in your way, I guarantee there is for most of us because we are not playing. That's what I want you to think about releasing and letting go of under this full moon. 
If you would like some help with this, if you would like to take part in a full moon circle, you might want to consider becoming a Lunar Lover subscriber. You would subscribe to the Ascendant subscription. That will give you access to the Leo full moon circle, which will drop on Thursday of this week, the day before the full moon. And the other thing you'll get access to is a bonus subscriber episode every single week. That's for moon subscribers and for ascendant subscribers. This week's bonus subscriber episode, we spoke about the astrology of the week. There's a few things going on this week aside from the Leo full moon. Um, And we also spoke about how anxiety presents itself in the natal chart. What signs are more susceptible to anxiety, what house placements are more susceptible to anxiety, and what we can do to remedy that anxiety from an astrological perspective. It's a really cool episode. Anyway, so if you want to subscribe to either the Moon um, subscription or the Ascendant subscription, all you need to do is click the link in the show notes of this episode. All right, my loves, that is your Leo Full Moon episode. If you are interested in getting a natal chart reading, I highly recommend booking yourself in because March is filling up as we speak. And there's a link in the show notes to book in for that. If you would like to join me for celestial storytelling on March 4th, there is a link in the show notes for all of the details surrounding that, including the payment plan prices, what we learn every week in the course, um, and so much more. I'll be back next week. Uh, with a surprise episode. You'll have to wait and tune in to know what that is. Until then, I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to Luna Lover, the podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.